Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. It is I, your amazing, awesome, illustrious host here, Brother Akiharu, a.k.a. Panther Cage, a.k.a. Brother Mustache, here to welcome you back to episode number seven of this amazing podcast out there on this beautiful planet Earth we like to call the Wrestling Multiverse. That's right, the Wrestling Multiverse. We're here, we cover everything wrestling and fighting related, be it WWE, NXT, NXT UK, PWG, CZW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA Wrestling, CMLL. If it's wrestling, we're talking about it. AEW, I don't care, we're covering it from all walks of the planet. And tonight, we're going to be talking about WWE Monday Night Raw. It's ups, it's downs, it's highs, it's lows. Is it getting any better? You already know the answer to that question. So without further ado, let's jump right on into it. But before we do, be sure to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share it with all your friends, your family, your loved ones, that cat down the road, up the road all over be sure to go to instagram hit me up at akiharo a-k-i-h-a-r-h-o and my other wrestling page wwe underscore akiharo a-k-i-h-a-r-h-o so follow the pink donut mustache wearing brigade right here so let's jump right on into this monday night raw review let's do it Alright, alright, alright. So, Monday Night Raw opened up with uh, everyone's favorite uh, Gemini, Seth Rollins. You know, pretty much, you know, typical babyface promo after slaying the beast. Nothing we haven't heard on Monday Night Raw after, uh, you know, WrestleMania when he beat Brock Lesnar, you know. Says he kind of don't know if he had it in him to beat Brock because, you know, Brock's a beast, you know. He put over Brock, you know what I'm saying? But he emptied the tank, and the fans came alive for him. He went to a place he'd never been, although he was just at that place about three and a half, maybe four months ago, when he defeated Brock Lesnar clean at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But he's Seth freaking Rollins. He's universal champion. And out comes the OC. And I'm not talking about the Orange County. I'm talking about the official club, whatever you want to call these guys. That's right, the OC. Flanked by Gallows and um, Anderson on his right. You got AJ Styles in the middle, United States champion, and the Monday Night Raw tag team champions. They come out to congratulate Seth on this win. You know, but he talks about how Seth has got to worry about AJ Styles now. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, he's coming on out there to contend because since Brock Lesnar's not getting another return title match, you know what I'm saying? So we got to kind of move on. So AJ is talking about how he wants to challenge Seth to a match to prove that he's the better champion. We've all seen these kinds of matches before, champion versus champion. Seth says he used to respect AJ, but not anymore and accepts. Now, why he had to say that, who knows? But this is the typicalness that's written in. And sometimes you kind of wonder, <coughs> why are these little tidbits written into the promo here? What made him just say that he uh, he doesn't respect him anymore? I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, they shake hands and AJ tells Seth that he better be scared. You know what I'm saying? And then look, look. The promo did what it had to do for Seth Rollins. It's nothing that we heard, haven't heard from his... Um, his white meat baby face self, you know what I'm saying? Seth Rollins is 
pretty bland but you know you kind of felt it here but like i said this was not nothing that you and i haven't already experienced the monday night raw after wrestlemania when he basically cut the same thing here and then okay backstage you got the street prophets you know doing what they got to do dawkins angelo dawkins is dehydrated from partying up so much you know what i'm saying and and uh the the priceless faces from montez ford while he's there just you know just staring at him like dang bro you out there partying that much Sami Zayn, everyone's favorite critic, aka Vince McMahon's mouthpiece, comes along and interrupts the party, telling him pretty much how shitty WWE really is and how it's gonna suck the soul from him and how the fans are just terrible and whatnot. And he, it's kind of like he's saying a lot of things that some of the uh, the people who leave out of the company or kind of what you see in uh, Sasha's cryptic tweets. You know what I'm saying about how this is happening, that's happening. You know what I'm saying? People getting nuclear heat or heat backstage from doing this or doing that you know what i'm saying so i mean hey it could be some truth man you know what i'm saying so uh he pretty much gets to set up to talk some shit about samoa joe who just happens to be standing behind him and he's just running his mouth about samoa joe you know what i'm saying the samoa submission machine doesn't catch on that he's behind him yeah samoa joe just happens to pop up behind him and um yeah calls him a Kevin Owens water boy there yeah that's right so um talks about uh he's gonna give him an opportunity to say his piece in the ring and Samoan Joe charges right on off to the ring and Sami Zayn just stands around looking screwed like what have I done let me tell you what you did Sammy you done walked into a whole heaping load of shit bro yeah that's what you did right there brother Sammy you're running your mouth and you're gonna pay for it courtesy of Samoan Joe putting his foot up your ass so we pretty much got king of the ring highlights for next week and let me tell you this i'm excited about king of the ring i've always enjoyed the king of the ring growing up as a kid i was i was a fan of that when stone cold won the king of the ring when owen hart running the king of the ring he's not the nugget you know what i'm saying I, i'm a huge fan of that when um T won the King in the Ring. Uh, that was probably my favorite King Booker because he made such a drastic change when he he all of a sudden uh, adopted a the British accent and he was all hail King Booker and whatnot. So here was this black dude from Houston, Texas, who all of a sudden became British overnight after he won the King of the Ring. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it's hilarious with the King's Court and all of that stuff, addressing the people as peasants, putting the pinky finger up in there. No, I mean, it, it, it was freaking awesome. So I hope they do something with this King of the Ring to the point to where whoever wins it, right, actually has an opportunity to showcase themselves and you're actually going to do something with it like it's done for so many other characters. I mean, dare I say, probably one of the most famous King of the Rings all, um, King Harley Race, you know? So there you go right there. So got a Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe versus uh, Sami Zayn. And um, this match was pretty much what you expected to be. Uh, Sami attacks at the bell, but Joe cuts him off, headbutts, chokes him out with the coquina clutch. Wham, bam, thank you, officer, for coming, brother Sami Zayn. And you've been relegated back down to what in the hell are they doing to you, my brother? Sammy, Sammy, Sammy deserves so much better. What are you 
doing with the guy cuts good promos he's got the good healness but he's got to start winning some matches and then after this i mean it kind of made it look like uh small joe was a good guy for a second but um small joe after this quickly clears the air to that false claim so joe forgives brother roman reigns right for his false accusations but he's like look i forgive him but i refuse to forgive the fans for even putting it in his head so he kind of let you solidify the fact that he is full on heel you know what i'm saying so i'm totally totally fine with that i was like good we needed that because i don't need no baby face mojo in fact i don't even think that's even freaking possible you know what i'm saying so we got Dolph arriving he ain't dressed to compete you know what i'm saying and he's coming on out there he's got the goldberg chance and all of that and calls Miz a coward and says he hopes he's happy and all of that stuff and Miz didn't have a chance with him and he came up with a master plan to take him out you know he's not medically clear for the Miz and all of that you know what I'm saying and uh you, you know it was pretty much the most it could be with with the Miz and Dolph Ziggler it's nothing we haven't seen before you know what I'm saying it's it's You've seen it once. You you you've seen it all here with uh, Dolph Ziggler. I suppose this might be a little bit different here because Dolph Ziggler is now the whining guy that doesn't want to give up. I, I, you know what I'm saying? And anyway, this pretty much led to a Dolph Ziggler versus Miz match. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there wasn't really much that you could say take away from this. This was only three minutes and 50 freaking seconds. You know what I'm saying? It did what it had to do for Ziggler. Ziggler. Um, continues to be a, a glorified jobber glorified jabroni you know putting people over to the stars i mean the guy is good he's talented he can do whatever it takes but it seems like uh they don't want to use him for anything more than just putting over other people instead of him getting the rub himself i don't know why they don't take a chance in the guy i mean he could be a great intercontinental champion united states champion have a really good run giving us solid matches you know what i'm saying but anyway um Obviously, Miz wins, you know what I'm saying? Gets off the tap, obviously, to the figure four. Nothing you haven't seen here. I don't even know if Miz wins with the score-crushing finale anymore, you know what I'm saying? Dolph's talking mad crap post-match, kind of like he did to uh, Goldberg. And then uh, he comes back and hits the skull-crushing finale. Like, they kind of had that set up there. I guess maybe if he would have won with the skull-crushing finale, he wouldn't have came back and did it again. Who knows, you know what I'm saying? So Becky gets some promo time, you know what I'm saying? She usually does what she does on the mic. She's gotten really good, a whole lot better, you know what I'm saying? Gives Natalia her respect, you know what I'm saying? But talks about how she's coming for all of them that done her wrong. Now, I don't know all who's done her wrong. I don't know if, uh, you know, there's some legitimate heat backstage between her and some of the other girls that she really feels like, you know, uh, legit messed her up or wronged her over, you know what I'm saying? But as far as I know... You know what I'm saying? I didn't think she had any actual enemy enemies, kind of like Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or Alexa Bliss that she just really, really hates. So she's talking about she's um, coming for the people who did her wrong. I would really like to know, like, who are these people who have done you wrong? You know what I'm saying, Becky? So please let us know that, you know what I'm saying? So up next, we got uh, Homeboy El Vagabundo, a.k.a. Elias, you know, who I'm just to happen to be a big, big, big fan of. I don't know how you all feel about Elias, you know what I'm saying? One of the world's best wasted talent right up there with um, Buddy Murphy, the best kept secret. But at least Elias gets TV time. Buddy Murphy is struggling for that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. So Elias is talking about how he got speared by Edge of SummerSlam, you know, he knows someone's going to interrupt him, but he, he waits and he waits and he's like, come on out, come on out, come on out, come on out, come on out. 
and then nobody does. Then Ricochet's music plays. I'm a huge Ricochet fan. As I've said many a times, his theme song is my ringtone. I've been a Prince Puma fan for the longest. I'm a King Ricochet fan to, through and through, man. One of my favorite wrestlers. Easily my top three right here. You know what I'm saying? May not be the best on the mic. He's like, well, Lars, would you please shut up? You need, None of these people want to hear you. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, actually, these people surprisingly do want to hear Lars. The guy is badass on the mic you know what i'm saying surprisingly you know what i'm saying he's really good with the guitar he's getting better and better people actually do want to hear a lot you know what i'm saying so when they come out here and they do that typical baby face promo they're like would you please shut up nobody wants to hear you i'm thinking to myself like i'm pretty sure some people want to hear him you know what i'm saying because when he cuts off the, when they cut off the lights and he starts playing his guitar i'm looking in the background seeing all the people with their cell phones out waving it around and whatnot i'm like okay so it kind of looks like um yeah kind of looks like uh some people are actually here to see uh brother elias you know what i'm saying and yeah so up next we got ricochet versus uh elias and this match wasn't too much did what it had to do it only went for three minutes and 35 seconds i mean <laughs> boo hoo you know and and it wasn't even that great of a match why because well when you got three minutes and 35 seconds and everybody's trying to get in their spots something's bound to uh you know what i'm saying you're gonna have a little hiccups here and there and well i mean it was good for what it had to do i guess it got over the purpose of giving ricochet a win and further bury elias your 24 7 champion you know what i'm saying oh yes that's right elias 24 7 champion in case you didn't know yeah so ricochet goes over on elias with the sunset flip follows that up for the win bam wham bam boom boom bang bang I'm saying and I'm next now we had something here that could have been pretty interesting here because as I've said many many of times Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas and yes I refer to him by his full name Andrade Cien Almas is always going to be good you know what I'm saying so it's no matter how many times we see that and that WWE you know they're going to go to the cookie jar on that one they know these guys are too good too solid too consistent so you know you put them in the ring and you give them time they're going to give you a freaking slobber knocker as JR would say you know what I'm saying so, so they do what they got to do and that's what i was excited about in here i was like okay let, let's check and see what we got here all right you know this is gonna be good we got a two out of three falls match here you know maybe they'll give them some time monday night raw is three hour show right so we'll give we'll get time to see this well guess what this match only went for five minutes and 35 seconds with Andrade going up too too easily. I mean, and he got that fall within 30 seconds thanks to uh, Selena Vega holding the freaking referee's leg. And, of course, the referee, he can't see conveniently. His eyes is closed counting. And I'm like, how did you not even see this? Just like the freaking last match, which I had forgot to even freaking mention here. You know what I'm saying? Darn, um, Rick with Ricochet and Elias, that damn sunset flip. Elias' shoulder was up off the mat. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. Well, what's going on here? So you already had shoddy um, refing in the first match with Elias and Ricochet. And now you've got um, shoddy refereeing in this match here. Um, how he couldn't see Selena, I have no idea. The refs are freaking retarded. Yeah. And uh, the next time, you, you know what I'm saying? In the next pen, Selena's still up in there doing what she had to do. Nobody sees anything. Ray's trying to do what he had to do. 619 ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they're doing with Ray. He winds up eating the Hammerlock DDT. 
and he loses. And at this point here, when I was seeing all of this and I was kind of looking at what they were doing, I was like, this has got to be a storyline here for Ray freaking Mysterio here. You know what I'm saying? This has got to be because they got him losing too much. I don't know if this is the setup for him to pass the legacy on to his son. Um, was it Donovan? I think that's his son. His son is freaking bigger than him. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to, uh, to, to actually see that. Maybe this is a passing of the torch. You know what I'm saying? Or his son comes out there and inspires him. Something along those lines. But we got to definitely do something with Ray Mysterio. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with Brother Ray Ray? Right? He's in there losing all of these matches. So, uh, yeah. Next, we got Cole interviewing uh, Steve Austin via Skype. And then, you know, this is pretty much just Steve Austin putting over Seth Rollins. You know, talking about the heart he's got, the hustle, the heart, the hustle, the heart, the hustle, the heart, the hustle. And in and, and ways that only which Steve Austin could say and, and, and entertain us with. And that's why they went with Steve Austin. Other than The Rock, Steve Austin is such a safe wrestling character to use nowadays. That's a legend that you know people aren't going to boo. He, You put Steve Austin somewhere and everybody is going to cheer. No one is going to be upset. His Austin's 316 t-shirt is still selling so like i said short of the rock you know if steve austin puts you over i mean that's gold i mean you got like the rock steve austin and undertaker and if any of those guys like you you you're in like swimwear you know what i'm saying so then cole hypes up austin's new show pretty much so that's pretty much what you had it you know the tv show and then just uh, um for you know nice little promo for Seth Rollins just gassing him up, you know, like Steve approves of him, so therefore you should all approve of him, pretty much, you know what I'm saying, then we got disappointed Ray Ray backstage, you know what I'm saying, he's interviewed by Charlie, and he's like, he's never lost two rows in a, in a uh, uh, two, you know, falls in a row like that, you know what I'm saying, he's sure what's going on here, but all he knows is he's got a family, and let that always be the key word for everybody, Kevin Owens is the key word for everybody, my family, my family, my family, it, it's, it's all about my family, and I'm like, I've noticed they've been using that buzzword a lot here, you know what I'm saying, we got Street Fighter Profits backstage, you know what I'm saying, Dawkins is asleep, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on there. I guess the Street Profits ain't going to be fighting on Monday Night Raw. they just backstage just to entertain us and whatnot. But like I said many a times, don't turn the Street Profits into crime time. And I'm totally okay with that. Wham, bam, boom, boom. So, yeah, we got uh, Drew being seen backstage talking about how he promises to end Cedric's fairy tale tonight. And he says, and I quote, I'm going to take my boot. I'm going to cave his skull in. And that fairy tale will be over. End quote from Drew. I mean, like, you can't get no more direct than that. He's just gonna come put my fucking foot up his ass. Like, okay, Drew. And he walks on out through Gorilla. Drew McIntyre versus uh, Cedric Alexander. And this went for about eight and a half, almost nine minutes. Solid good match. And that's right. I actually said, yeah, it's a solid good match. And you knew Cedric Alexander was going to lose. And I was okay with that. But once again, it's all and how a lot of these guys lose. So, I mean, I'm, t- I'm totally up for that. You know what I'm saying? You you, you, you can. So, I was totally okay with the, uh, the outcome of the match here. You know what I'm saying? I, I often wonder, what do we do with the Cedric Alexander? Because I understand Drew McIntyre where his place is and his archetype and how he looks and all of that. So there's always going to be a place for Drew. He's getting high praises from The Rock. But, I mean, Cedric Alexander, uh, I mean, what do we do with this guy right here? You know, do we team him with the Mustafa Ali? Or, you know what I'm saying, do we have him then do some more um, 
uh, in-ring time with uh, Roman Reigns? Or do we let him go on his own? Do we team him up with Apollo Crews here? I mean, seriously, what do we do with a guy like him? You know the guy's got all the upside. He's got all the freaking potential in the world. The guy is great. You saw the match in here. He worked really freaking well with um, Drew McIntyre. He, he did he did really, really well. Now, and that Spanish fly that they did was um was phenomenal when you think about it because Drew McIntyre is what what is he like six five and and the Cedric I'm, I'm guessing is about maybe five eleven maybe six foot tall you know what I'm saying so all in all they, they work really well together I would love to see them in another program because I don't feel like Drew is so big that he can only fight super huge people I mean he, he can take a beating if you're good enough I mean like think about it like this Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles right and if AJ Styles was to beat him nobody would be like well AJ is too small you know what I'm saying same thing with Drew versus uh say Steph, Seth Rollins right I think AJ excuse me I think Cedric is around the same size as Seth Rollins at least about weight wise because I know I know he's at least 205. Maybe um, since he's not in the cruiserweight, he could be 210, 215. But I know Sprawlins ain't that much. Maybe like 218, 220. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that far-fetched for me to believe that um, Cedric Alexander could uh, actually do some damage. And he did some damage. And just unfortunately, it wasn't enough damage to put down someone the likes of uh, Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre went over with a vicious Claymore and, you know, looked like he was Shang Tsung. He said, your soul is mine. And that foot kicked the soul right out of him. Like, it was like, you know, Doctor Strange, the movie, when uh, the Ancient One hit Doctor Strange so hard his soul flew out of his body. Well, that's what it looked like when Drew McIntyre kicked that motherfucker. His soul departed his body and you saw it leaving towards the afterlife yeah and that was it for that match wham bam boom boom and up next we got the glorious one bobby root and that theme song i wake up to every day i've been waking up to it every day for the past actually since i first heard it on nxt that's been my alarm so for the past three years straight every day i hear that glorious song i'm telling you that the theme song is probably one of the best theme songs I've ever heard in my life. And it's a shame that Robert Root does not get to live up to his moniker. He does not get to live up to his theme song. And a guy of his talent is not being used. And Robert Root is freaking amazing. I was a fan of Robert Root back when he was in freaking Beer Money in TNA. I was following them dudes, man. Oh, no way, Jose. Who knows what the hell they're doing with this dude here. You know what I'm saying? He's the freaking new Adam Rose here. Conga lining and dancing around here. Just a freaking joke. You know what I'm saying? He should have stayed in NXT where he was actually at least winning matches and doing something here. You know what I'm saying? And this match wasn't doing anything other than having uh, No Way Jose lose in a minute and 20 or at least a minute and 30. One or the other. He lost badly. Robert Roode defeated him with the glorious... DDT and put that joker away. Bang, bang, boom, boom. One, two, three. He's out of there. You know what I'm saying? So you see Charlie backstage with Paul Heyman, and Heyman is in the mood. He's upset because Brock doesn't get a rematch, and Heyman does, you know, how he's good with the facial expressions, and he's never had a loss of words, but this one time he's actually had a loss of words, huh? Yeah, right. He just walks off. So up next we got the Revival versus Lucha House Party and 
Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The revival, the revival, the revival, a.k.a. FTR, fuck the revival. You know what I'm saying? Versus the Lucha House Party. I mean, good golly gee willikers. You know what I'm saying? This, this match didn't go on and do too much. You know why? Because the 24-7 champions came on up in here. That's right. And they pretty much interrupted the match. I'm guessing within like maybe a minute or two, if that, they came in and interrupted the match. The match didn't do anything. The Revival at one point were actually co-champions. So they were, they both pinned the guy at the same time. And the referee counted and he awarded them both the belt. And since they were a tag team, they were going to actually share the darn championship. I thought they were going to actually do something interesting. And gonna, we're, we're going to have the first um, dual champion since, uh, what? Michelle McCool and Layla were the dual diva champions to the point where they actually had a belt that they could break in half and one person took half the belt. So I thought they were going to perhaps do something like that. All right, Dash and Wilder, you know what I'm saying? Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder were, uh, you know, going to be champions for at least a while, but of course not, you know what I'm saying? At least they'll hit Salida Del Sol and Carmella helps Truth win back the title and that's that and they run off. Saying, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, and what the heck is going on with our truth? You never knows what's going on with it, but I mean, that's the funny thing about it. I'm not saying our truth sucks, no, Ron Killings is amazing, and that's another guy I've been following since he was freaking K Quick. I remember when growing up, he was K Quick, he went to TNA, he was TNA champion, he was freaking awesome. He came back here, you know what I'm saying? Look, he's awesome. I will say that he's claiming he's a 72 times 7 11 European TV champion woman's diva dude the the things that he says you know what i mean and then as he's doing all of that elias is you see elias back in the background creeping up right he got a referee over there he's like hey yo rap he you see him signaling for the referee with hand motions and whatnot hits truth in the back with the guitar or jerry would say the guitar and then wham bam boom boom wins the belt you know what I'm saying? And then, oh, what do we have up next, ladies and gentlemen? And here's the latest on the who is trying to murder Roman Reigns. And then they pretty much run down the whole entire dramatic saga because nobody cares about attempted vehicular homicide. as evident when uh, Roman Reigns nearly tried to kill Braun Strowman when he crashed a semi-truck into his ambulance. And no one cared about that attempted vehicular homicide. So, who really cares about this? Correct? I know, right? So, yeah. After that, Natalia arrives with the freaking arm in the sling. Oh, she comes out there and talks about how she fought hard. And Becky out-wrestled her. And she tapped out. She's got a dislocated shoulder. Oh, poor I know, I know. And it's a shame that they make her out to be, like, such a crybaby instead of a tough character like or a tough person because this is not how i'd expect a woman or man to be for someone who's graduated from out of one of the toughest training academies on planet earth there you know that rivals the freaking new japan dojo right Stu Hart's dungeon for crying out loud she came out of that and she's out here whining and crying it sounded like justin timberlake cry her freaking river and all of that stuff you know and you just knew this had to be a setup for something here because i'm just like and then when she started going on she was like look and then my father and then he passed away and he spoke to me in my dreams i was just like ooh, i don't know what this was i thought maybe becky or something i don't know but yeah, 
Sasha Banks makes her glorious return. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you what really made her return fantastic. I hope y'all peeped all of the stuff that Corey Graves was saying. And they were like, oh my God, it's Sasha. And then he was like, of course it would be Sasha to return during a, a moment like this because she doesn't care about anybody but herself. She's a glory hog trying to take all of the glory from Maddie during this horrible time she's going through. Oh, Corey was just laying it in, just making it all believable. I'm like, Corey is, is, is such a phenomenal announcer. Now, he's no Marl Ranallo, right? Okay, let's just put that out there first and foremost. But he is good in his own right, and I, I, I respect the guy here. He's gotten so much better from when he first started. So, yeah, definitely, I got to say that there. So, when she made her return there, she made it look like she was coming down there to be all friendly and whatnot. But she didn't come down there to be friendly because she hugged on the little kids. So I was like, okay, so she's out here hugging kids, giving them freaking headbands and whatnot. And then you know what she's going to do after that? She gets into the ring, acts like she's going to just be all friendly to the motherfucker. And then proceeds to beat the shit out of the girl after the girl just said she had a dream about her dead father coming to her. And this is the anniversary when the girl lost her dad. I how you gonna whoop a motherfucker's ass while they talking about losing they father? This is just terrible. Like the nerve, the audacity. Like you done sunk to a whole nother level worth of illness. So Sasha is just whooping Natalia's ass badly. Like to the point to where I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, obviously Sasha has to make her come back. The girl has been gone. All she's doing, as Corey has even said, is putting out cryptic tweets. We know how this girl is, you know what I'm saying? So, did she have something against Natalia? Is this her way of uh, just making an impact on her return here? Like, like, what is the girl doing here? You know what I'm saying? So, she's beating Natalia like Natalia tried to steal her, her man. You know, or, or like she owes her some money, you know what I'm saying? Like she's sticking a chair to her, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like the whole shebang and all of that stuff. Becky Lynch comes on out, you know, she starts fighting her and whatnot. And then uh Sasha gets the upper hand, starts uh beating her up with the chair. And the crazy thing while this is going, people are chanting, Thank you, Sasha, you know what I'm saying? They're happy to see this and all of that. And uh yeah. Sasha beat both of them up pretty damn badly and she stood tall with her new and improved blue hair so apparently she's not doing the purple anymore she's now doing the blue which would allude to it maybe she's on Smackdown or something like that you know what I'm saying once they do that full on uh, brand split when they go to uh, Fox this fall here perhaps they'll put her on the blue brand hence why her hair is blue oh snap either way that was a really good segment you know it was nice to see Sasha make her return everybody was been like well, where's Sasha is she going to AEW who knows is Sasha going to be a part of the elite is she gonna show up on being the elite right is Sasha gonna show up in a promo with the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes what is she gonna show up in a promo with the young bucks nick and matt jackson the young bucks that would be freaking awesome though but no she's not gonna be showing up with uh 
naked man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that is that is not gonna be happening. You know what I'm saying? No, she's gonna be showing up with Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega or AEW. She's with the WWE. Uh, she signed another contract. I didn't hear anything about that. That remains to be seen. But for now, we've got Sasha Banks at home. So there, there, everybody. Rest assured, Sasha Banks is back. All right, moving on. And we've got the Viking Raiders, a.k.a. the War Raiders, a.k.a. Uh, War Machine. Yeah, that's right. What, what are they calling these guys? Edward and Iobard? I know them as Hanson and Rogue versus Jimmy and Johnny Kick Pads, whatever you want to call these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Did they, did they even have names? I don't even know if they had names or what they, what they even called them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was pretty much a squash, and I wish they would actually do something with these guys here. Yeah, they're doing them like how they, they did Nia Jax at first, like how they did Braun Strowman at first, and like how they did um, uh, Ryback at first. And this is, uh, at some point, I want to see them vie for the titles. At some point, I, I know these guys are great. And we knew that in NXT that they were undefeated. So how long before we start utilizing them into the capacity so we can see them get back to perhaps an undefeated streak again? Yeah. So, oh boy, oh boy, I don't even want to... Yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. Kyrie Sane and uh, Asuka. Eight minutes and 45 seconds worth of, oh dear, I know they're going to make... Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross go over. So the whole time it was so hard for me to enjoy the match because I knew the whole time that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were going to win and they were going to win by some hokiness. You know what I'm saying? And sure enough, they did. And it was just... Oh, boy, oh, boy. It was what it was. I mean, I'm glad that the girls got a chance to shine and all of that good stuff. It's just sad that I wanted... I wanted the Kabuki Warriors to win anybody but Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, dear. Just don't see them really doing anything with the tag team titles. And uh, that remains to be seen. So all we can do is just tune in and see if they're going to actually do something with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I mean, the girl's got talent. Now, Alexa Bliss, I mean, just good for being on the mic. She knows she's not the best in the ring. We all know she's not the best in the ring. I don't want to say she's just relegated to being just a pretty face. Nobody says she didn't have personality, but that's her strong point. Microphone, pretty smiley face, not in ring acumen. No, that girl needs to be doing as limited in the ring as possible and letting Nikki Cross do all of the heavy lifting. And I'm pretty sure she would even agree with that. That's not making fun of her. That's called playing to your strong suit. And that's being realistic. And if my thing wasn't being the best fighter in the world, don't put me in the ring with Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? If I'm the strategist, let me be on the outside and be the strategist. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. And Alexa Bliss is the strategist. There we go. Moving on past that, please, before I get sick. AJ Styles versus uh, Seth Rollins. Almost 10 minutes worth of a good match here. And, uh... Yeah, that just ends with a DQ, but nonetheless, what do you expect you're going to get from AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins here, you know what I'm saying? But of course, you got the freaking uh, Good Brothers at ringside, so you already know what's going to happen, and as I've said in my uh, SummerSlam review, 
if the good brothers didn't help out i would be more upset that they would let aj styles lose while being his best friends and ringside knowing that they could cause a disqualification and pretty much nothing happens and they let their homie keep the belt i'd be more upset that like well why didn't they help out versus you know oh they just they're just out there not doing anything you know what i'm saying because of course you know you see them out there you're like oh they're gonna interfere well you're damn right they're gonna interfere they need to interfere they're his friends and if your homies was out there right you're not gonna let them get beat you're gonna interfere you're gonna do what you gotta do so they would win so i mean it's it's expected so when i saw them out there i was like come on once again you're gonna have some kind of a disqualification you're gonna have some kind of a hokey finish you know what i'm saying it's gonna be some flukiness and sure enough it was because the, <laughs> the good brothers was just like well fuck it we're just gonna go on up in there and we're just going to attack <clears throat> right there you go you know what i'm saying and who else came along none other than mr 888 himself ricochet he comes on out here to make the save, but then just gets cut on off there and then gets beat up to pieces, right? I know, right? But it was nice to see Ricochet coming out there, you know what I'm saying? And then we got Braun! Mr. Six Foot Eight, 385 pounds of Braun Strowman comes on out and then proceeds to run over everybody, including uh, Six Foot Eight, Luke Gallows as well. Hands him his ass. They beat him down. That seems to be everything is everything right there. They go off. They shake hands. Ricochet comes in from the background. He's like, uh, 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 uh. I'm in it too, man. They're like, yeah, we're all good guys. Let's do typical good guy team up pose. Yeah. But you think of a, a, a trio like Ricochet, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman could do something if they actually had them working together as a solid team or they showed them becoming friends and actually doing things i might could put my faith into believing this but all in all this show three hours mind you three hours 60 20 180 180 minutes and these matches two minutes here three minutes there Five minutes there. That really, as Peter would say from uh, Family Guy, you know, this really grinds my gears, man. I wish these shows would focus more on matches and building them up rather than promos and recaps and recaps and recaps and recaps and promos and skittles. We welcome you to the family hour. New product sponsor and all of that. Like, oh boy, oh boy it's just i know the world we live in we got to do advertisement and stuff fine okay the advertisement is it but why so much recap the shows are so heavily on the recap like i i, I know there there's something that we can do with this show to just to keep everything flowing and whatnot but that's pretty much monday night raw it didn't really um get the blood flowing i mean monday night raw is not a viagra it's, it doesn't get you hard you know what i'm saying if anything you know it it, it makes you flaccid it's it's like looking at a naked family member it's something that you just don't want to do sometimes you know what i'm saying you know what it is monday night raw is like uh 
it's just like going to the dentist you know you don't want to do it but you but you're gonna do it anyway because you know you need to or if you're a wrestling fan you know what i'm saying you're like all right all right i'm gonna watch it anyway and hope that it's gonna get better and at times it does get better i'm not gonna sit here and say that everything is, is, is terrible and it's all trashy and it's horrible i'm not gonna be that person that just bashes it but when it's good it's it's actually good very rarely and when it's bad most of the time it's it's freaking bad here because it's just it's jumbled up chaos that's all we've got attempted murder on the show here we've got confused tag team champions on the show uh seth rollins is is undefeatable apparently because he can stop brock lesnar infinite number of times right what do we even do with seth rollins now that he's been built up to such a level he's been built up to such a level seth rollins shouldn't be losing to anybody anytime soon ever that's why i say anytime soon ever he shouldn't be losing to anyone seth rollins has now beaten brock lesnar twice yeah he's pulling something roman reigns hasn't even done there Okay, so with that being said, at this point, he beat him two times fairly. Just wow. No hokiness, no nothing. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Oh, no, oh, wait, three times if you count the first time when he cashed in the title on him. Then he beat him WrestleMania and he beat him now. So he's beaten him three times. Seth Rollins, what? Yeah. He shouldn't be losing any time ever, as I said. And you get your your takeaway from Sasha Banks out there, uh, killing, trying to kill Natty. Robert Roode, we don't. What's going on with this guy here? He maybe they're gonna do something with him. What's going on with Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, particularly Cedric Alexander? I'm pretty sure Drew might actually win the King of the Ring tournament, which I would be totally freaking fine with. Street Profits are out there just narrating the TV show because that's all they do they're like and up next we have this and then this is going on they're literally narrating the show and uh freaking Rey Mysterio was out there losing to such a way that he he's coming off like he's gonna try to commit suicide or something and Donovan is gonna have to come out there and save him Andrade what do we even do with this guy here please maybe give him a belt in Elias 24-7 champion so we know what they're going to be doing with him. He's going to be running around in all kinds of segments and whatnot. And yeah, that concludes freaking Monday Night Raw there. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Monday Night Raw, where I would give it a, a easily a 6 out of a 10. A question mark. An exclamation point. An upside down question mark. A sad face emoji. A confused face emoji. Wondering what is going on. But anyway, look. Yeah, still, stay tuned. Because up next, we got our SmackDown review coming along. And hopefully SmackDown is a lot better than this. Because SmackDown usually is a lot of it, it forms and it's much more of a cohesive and well put together show than Monday Night Raw. So perhaps we'll have a better roll of the dice with SmackDown. But yeah. Be sure, be sure, and be sure to follow, like, like, and like, subscribe, tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, tell the cat down the road, up the street, all around, you know what I'm saying, get on there, 
WWE underscore Aki Haro on that Instagram and also at Aki Haro A K I H A R H O. Yeah. So as always, I enjoy it. I love it. I live for it. The thrill of the wrestling chatter. And that is episode 7 of the podcast for the wrestling multiverse where we cover wrestling from all over. Yeah, and we will catch you on the flip side as they say, ciao, ciao, baby.